Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 1420 Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Dude, I am amazing. I'm amazing. I've just had a... Just had a super long week uh, trying to get ready for a trip, doing an army trip this week, leaving tomorrow morning. And so it's just been insane trying to get everything done uh, at work. And I had this huge project that's still not complete. I assume it's going to get complete on an airplane. I assume it's going to get completed on an airplane. Uh, Fingers crossed. uh, Fingers crossed for that. But uh, uh, it's. I woke up this morning and I just felt this like relief you know why in my bones because it's fall it is squarely fall i am in jeans yeah and a sweater and a sweater and i fucking missed it i love fall so much it is the best time of year this year's a little weird because i'm not gonna get to hunt that much but i'm gonna hunt a little bit the weather turned football is back this is this is the best what's crazy is that last night i was out in I mean, it was out in the evening with some friends, and I was in shorts and a t-shirt. And then today, jeans and a sweater. <laughs> I love yeah, fall. You're rock. You're you're rocking the full fall look. I love it. Yeah, your hair's kind of growing out. I know. I'm I'm getting a little bit. I might have to hair cut tomorrow. I don't know. It but... works. It works with the whole thing with the sweater and the. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna have that thin patch that really shows when I, my hair gets longer. It's okay. whatever. Just own it, brother. Yeah. Just own it. So a little bit different episode this week. Yeah, we've been. You know, kind of ha- hitting the the interviews hard, right? We talked with uh, Darren Tiffany. We've talked now with um, we've talked now with those guys at Vero. I believe at this point we will have published our our episode with the Art of Horology. Uh, yeah, so it's been that's been a really fun process, but it's nice to just sort of be back in the basement drinking beer. Be back in the basement drinking beer. Just the two of us. <laughs> I don't know. Is there? Do we have to like clip that to a certain length? Are we going to get a cease and desist? Is the the ghost of Grover Washington gonna? Is Grover Washington dead? I assume he is. I don't know. It was just YouTube playing in the background. I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, royalties. We're, we're it's going to be hard. We'll survive. We'll survive. We'll make it through this. We'll make it through this. Uh, yeah. No, it's kind of fun. It feels a little like. Uh, there's a whole component of the stress that's gone from this recording. Yeah, because you only have to deal with me. I only have to deal with you, which you, I, I you like can, dealing with. But you can tell me to fuck off. I, and I do. Well, regular, actually, right before you hit the hit the green button, you, you said fuck off to me. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, um, you know, I, I don't know... I don't know exactly when this episode is going to go up. I believe it's going to go up on September 19th. And the reason for that is we're doing a little bit of shuffling with me traveling and just a- Andrew's sort of busy, hectic schedule. So we're doing a little bit of shuffling. I assume this episode is going to go up on the 19th. Um, but but with that said, I've got just a little bit of watch news. Oh, let's light it up. That is not going to be super, uh, perhaps not going to be super... Um, fresh when this goes up but it'll be fresh enough so i did read on the debt dot briscoe at det dot briscoe b-r-i-s-c-o-e instagram this week he posted i think a screenshot from the say a japan website uh suggesting that or, or perhaps just saying that 
The Alpinist is being re-released. Uh-oh. And and I don't think they fucked it up. I don't think they fucked it up. I think that they did a release of The Alpinist the way I would hope. Just just slyly introduced it back into the catalog and said, you're welcome. Well, you know, I mean, yes, that that is the way Seiko does stuff. But but the way they did it uh, in terms of the actual watch is the is sort of the opposite of what they did with the Seiko Five Sports releases. So um, they they've maintained they've maintained the the specs right. So it's still a two hundred meter watch. It's still conservatively sized. I think it might be the same exact size, thirty eight. I don't know. Uh, you know the way they did it in terms of the specs is is what I would want. So it, they've maintained two hundred meters of water resistance. It's similarly sized. It might be the same exact size. I don't know. I don't think anybody's seen cases yet. Um, it, it's going to be, and again, rumor, speculation. This is say debt.briscoe reposting say Japan, who I think these people are generally reliable. And, and every time I've ever seen them post exciting news, it's come true. So I don't know this to be true, but and I it's suspect not April, it is. So. Uh, a, a black one, a white one, Ooh. or excuse me, a green one, a white one, and I believe a black one. I don't have the post in front of me, and I'm not going to get it out. Um, 700 bucks, which is expensive, but I actually don't think it's crazy. No, it's not. I, I think it's right on. It's the way they're going, frankly. They're, that's that's the direction they're going right and, now. And you know, the I think that the reality is Seiko pieces get... Um, Seiko pieces get a little bit cheaper as they sort of hit production. So uh, I, I think that if if there were a 10 to 25% discount on the RP, eventually, once these things got in circulation, it would meet my expectations. Now, here's the coolest part. I'm ready. 6R35 movement, which is, I think, a brand new-ish movement from Seiko. The 6R is Seiko's sort of 28-24 competitor it's just a uh, uh, upgraded and then upgraded again. Seven S two six, right? So, so you'll hear you'll hear people say that this is just a seven S two six. It's different in a number of ways, and you can read online about how it's different. But the six R fifteen was the previous movement in you know any number of watches, the Sarb series, um, the the Gen two monsters. You, you know some of the greatest. Seiko affordable Seiko watches that everybody loves are 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 special in part because they have this movement. So 6R35 is an upgrade. And I know you don't care about this. 70 hour power reserve. No, I don't care. <laughs> I know. I think it's fantastic. Is it weird that I don't care? No, I mean no, it's not weird. You know, and I realize that it's actually slightly irrational for me to care because I have been wearing these hacks, these Hamilton, these mm -hmm. Hamilton mechanical, Hamilton khaki mechanicals, and they have 40 hour power reserves, but I'm kind of like flopping in between. And I realize if I don't change the watch early enough, I run out of, I run out of power reserve. So I'll fully wind it in the morning, wear it that day, take it off the next day. And then if I don't change it at night, if I change it in the morning, I, my power reserve is gone, right? So I like the satisfaction of winding my watch. Well, you have to you have to wind these anyway, right? Yeah. But it's the it's the having to set it. Uh, I, so if I I'm mind. going every if I'm going every other day, forty hours isn't enough. 
50 would be, 40 is not. And uh, I've noticed these a few times. I've picked it up, and it's it's like just gone dead. Oh, interesting. It it's you know uh, it's four o'clock in the morning, and the the new the new Hamilton khaki doesn't have the date. The old one does, and, and that's where I notice it. Uh, that's totally fine, and, and it's not a big deal. And and the reason I even bring this up is because I've never noticed it before in my four years of being a watch wearer. I've never struggled with power reserves, so. It's a bit irrational that I think that's as cool a thing as it is. You know, the Hamilton, I think it's the H5 movement, has the 80-hour power reserve. The 6R35 has a 70. I think that's an excellent feature for a one or two watch collection. For yeah, guys oh, like, okay. No, I take that. For guys like you and me, it's less important. Yeah. You know the magic, though? When you pick up a watch that you haven't worn in a long time, and it is the right day and date, and all you have to do is wind it and reset the time right right that's the that's the allure of that's, the that's, quartz beater right that's the vostok bingo yeah. like i call it you don't have to set the date oh my god because the dance the dance is <laughs> whoa i haven't set the i haven't set the date on my amphibia in six months probably i just am like i'm not gonna fucking do it just wind it set the time it doesn't make any sense yeah i, I love winning the vostok lottery putting it on on the day that it just happens to be right <laughs> yeah uh it doesn't happen anywhere near enough. No, I think, that's why it's winning the lottery. I think the odds are one in 30 times, which means for me, maybe once per year. And even less than that. Even less than that, because how many times are you going to pick up that watch to put it on anyway? Yeah, that's right. Well, and I wear mine, I don't know, a couple times a month for sure. Maybe three or four times, but but yeah. So it's like like one in 90. Is Is that right? You, you know, one of you math people will have to give us the deets on this because Andrew's a cop and I'm a lawyer. So we're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think one in 90 seems right. I'm sure. I, I think that there's probably exponents and or uh, something involved that I don't know exactly how they work. You just call it winning the Vostok lottery because it's so uncommon. Cabal. Exactly. It's one of those things that it's an order of magnitude. You know, if it's not one in 30, then it's like one in 755 billion. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like you just have to keep going up. <laughs> There's no in between. It is either that or that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, good. We're talking about watches today. Oh, Some, oh just a swallow. Of, just, oh. I, you know what? I want to finish my thought on the Alpinist because I, I realized we got distracted. Oh, yeah. Uh, my bad. <laughs> you know, I think it's refreshing to see that Seiko can sort of um, sort of stick to the playbook and and meet the general consumer's expectations on a legacy piece like that. You, you know, I think a lot of people have been super negative about the Seiko 5 sports watches. These, you know. I like them. But I'm really glad they didn't do that to the Alpinist. That's right. Yeah, you, you know, and the Alpinist has a legacy greater that, than the than what has become the five series. I think. I think that's right. I think that the Alpinist may be Seiko's sort of affordable flagship, which is to say, it, it's kind of always been around, and it it just has this really sort of deep and, and consistent heritage. I, I suspect there's almost always been something readily available in the Alpinist line, and so. Um, Right, so perhaps they have uh, a, a little bit more interest in in keeping the lines clean on that. Uh, but it, it was refreshing for me to see. It was refreshing to see that it wasn't twelve hundred bucks 
uh, 700 bucks is a lot of money, but if you can get those things at, at 500 to 600 are, uh, you know, uh, on the street, I think that's, that's okay. I wonder if that'll dump the price of the Alpinist that's already out there. You know, it, it's either going to, uh, it, it's either going to affect it in the positive, it's going to affect it in the negative or it won't affect it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like how I let in like that was going to be really thoughtful? <laughs> uh, okay. So that's, sorry, just wanted to finalize my thoughts on that. No, that's understandable. And I'm kind of a, you know, off tracker. Yeah, no, I am too. A general am heckler too. and side tracker. Y- so you know what? Today we got I something. I love that about you, by the way. Most people don't. <laughs> today we have something different. From what I think we've ever done before. I mean, a little bit, it's out of our usual vein. And today we're going to talk about some Kickstarter watches that have caught our attention. Yeah. And it's never a medium that I've gone to, at least we've gone to on the show. You know, we both haunt Kickstarter and look at cool watches. But today we're going to talk about some, uh, some watches that are on Kickstarter and are live right now that have our attention and that I really hope go to production. Yeah, you know, um, I think these are all super interesting watches. It's it's a little hard. I I think you probably feel the same, uh, maybe less than me. Um, it's a little hard, I think, to keep up with all the new stuff happening in the watch world. It uh, is. There's I, a lot. I, and then when you throw Kickstarter in the mix, holy shit. That's right. I, I feel a lot of pressure... Not a lot of pressure, but I feel a modest amount of pressure to sort of be someone in your, not not Andrew's, but but you at home or in your car. I feel a little pressure to be uh, a part of your experience, which is to say uh, I, I feel some responsibility to tell you about new things, to tell you about watch news. Uh, because why Why are you listening? Why are you listening to us? Because they want to hang out with us. We, we're not technical experts, certainly, as has been demonstrated numerous times in the in the past few weeks we are um not industry insiders certainly neither one of us Mm -mm. um you you know although that's maybe changing just a little bit does it feel like that's changing there might be a bit of a dynamic shift just as a function of our role that we've been that we've self-created right (laughs) um and and so i mean the new york times had to start somewhere right that's right that's right that's right And, and so why are you listening you're listening because we are a, a place to sort of hear about what someone else thinks about watches. But but at the end of the day, who cares what Everett or Andrew thinks about watches? Um, so, so it seems to me that if I'm going to continue to be a part of your life, you at home, um, Brad and Carol and uh, Steve, Steve and, and Julio and what's a good Scottish name? We've got a bunch of Scottish listeners. I Liam, really, Liam, yeah, or Rick. That's obviously Ooh, yeah. a super Rick. Scottish. Hey, boys, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, oh, actually, before be, before we move on, man, we're a mess today. We're a mess, but you know what? This is actually kind of fun. Uh, so a few weeks ago, the guys from Scottish Watches hit us up, and and I think that that you know, as as we do sometimes, they just sort of. Uh, hit us up generally to say how you guys doing and um well well rick is a rick is just a super nice dude and 
uh, always wants to collaborate on something or the other. And I think that he seems a little angsty, but I, I, I suspect that's just the way he plays. And he's really uh, collaborative. But, but we had mentioned them in an episode. I don't remember what they said. I hope it was something nice. But he sent me this. Really enjoyed your show, guys. Uh, let's sort out this uh, collab episode. All right, give us a shout. Well, thanks for the shout out as well. That was much appreciated. Uh, we'll try and sort something out. Possibly not next week. Might need to be the week after. Uh, but once you're up and shouting again this morning, uh, leave us a mess. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> well, so he's a farmer. So I think he, I don't know, maybe he calls it a rancher or a farmer. I'm not sure. But but he's, uh, you know, he, he lives on uh, at a home with, with horses. And so I think what I said to him back was... Are, our very first voice message with, with horses exclamation point yeah yeah you can add the sound effect to your new board but then he's so i say yeah i would love to I'll, I'll have to try to pull the horse the horse sounds and then and then rick sends me i'm gonna play a few messages here this he's just a nice dude and he was like yeah that would be fun so then i get a series of voice messages <laughs> come in sequence <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> and, and you can tell this one's silent for a while like he's trying to elicit this what are we doing I, I know what I do to try to get my kid to say things and, I like <laughs> and stuff but I can't imagine you do that with a horse this is a good one <laughs> a chorus <laughs> so we're gonna get these on the we're gonna get these on the soundboard because we can replace you know like what because what is this one I don't know. It's like a creepy music. That's I, what I think what you say when you're thinking about selling your Sarb. Right. That's the music that goes along with it. So, guys, I'm thinking about selling the Sarb. I wish the face could have been. I know you guys, oh missed the, you guys missed the expression. It was good. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to add those horses. Uh, so, so, yeah. Kickstarter watches. I do oh, yeah. feel a little pressure yeah. to get these, to get this information to you. But it's impossible. And, well, there's also a little bit of pressure that there's a, there's a finite amount of time with Kickstarter watches. I mean, some of these watches that are out there that are on Kickstarter are so, so cool. And there's a limited amount of time to get involved and help fund that project so that you can get a watch. It's not like you can be like, oh, maybe I'll check it out on Amazon once, you know, in a few weeks, a few months. Like these are, there's, there's a finite period where you can be a part of making this project possible and also even make, get an opportunity to ever have this watch. Every single Kickstarter watch is that red dialed SNK that you wish you would have bought a year and a half ago or two years ago when it was 70 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, no. Every single Kickstarter project is that watch. You're like, that's kind of cool. I wish I could get that. If you like it, <clears throat> you got to buy it. And here's right what now. It, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about kick, Kickstarter. For those of you who aren't familiar, get out from under your rock. <laughs> uh, but so, so Kickstarter is a platform for. Uh, is entrepreneurs the right word? Yeah, I guess so. I, th I think it's the closest maybe artists or designers or just, we'll just say people. For people to uh, ask for capital to make a project happen. Give me your money. Exactly. Give me your money and in exchange you'll get a thing. It's it's crowdfunding projects to make them a reality. Now with watches, that's pretty common. We see it in pre-orders. Uh with a little bit more established companies who people can who people know and trust the brand already. So we see pre-orders from them and then we see 
Kickstarter who are, I mean, it's basically a pre-order, but the nice thing about Kickstarter is they don't take your money until the project gets funded. Is that right? That is right. That's that's what I understand from from Kickstarter is that you pledge your money. And I don't know, maybe it's, maybe some campaigns are different, but from what I understand, they don't take your money until the project is fully funded. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that when the project gets fully funded, it's going to have sufficient money to produce the product, as is famous with that all-purpose cooler from a few years ago that made headlines as... Sure. I don't know if people lost money on that, but it got funded and then wasn't, I think maybe three got made. Right? And, and pe- is that wrong? And so you're you're saying that those people didn't lose their money? Uh, no, I think if it gets funded, they take your money. Oh, so that one got funded, but didn't come to production. Yeah. And, and now, what's the difference between Indiegogo and Kickstarter? I don't know what an Indiegogo is. Okay, well, I think Indiegogo is another one of these crowdsourcing platforms. But it occurs to me, as you say, I don't know what an Indiegogo is, that you maybe don't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I I do like that, right? I I do like that idea, that idea that, hey, if we don't get there, you know, our goal is 20,000, which is what we've deemed necessary to fund this project and get moving, um, that that we're not going to get funded. It's a little scary, though, right? I think that a lot of people feel like... And I know a number of watch people have been burned, you, you know, on Kickstarter or or crowdfunding generally, uh, where where they funded something that they thought looked exciting and then it just didn't happen. So, um, I mean, there's a little bit of risk, right? There's there is totally. a little bit of risk that comes along with being part of the source capital for any project. And, and I guess that's the idea, right? I guess that's the idea from from a creator's perspective. The idea is risk sharing, mm-hmm. in, in part. You, you know, we talked to those Vero Watch guys a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, we talked about this, right? We talked yeah. about not in the context of Kickstarter, but in the context of just pre-orders generally. Um, why it is that they didn't follow that model, and, and I don't, I don't gather that their intent was not to share the risk, but but rather. Uh, their intent was control, but that's allowed them to sort of escape that model. The fact that mm-hmm. they make watch cases literally every day, all the time, they're, when they go to work, their work is making the watch cases. I don't think that many of us realize how rare that is. No, it's, it's I can't think of, a, of many other brands that have it all in house. Well, and you know the ones that do are are special, right? Yeah. You, you know you've got brands like uh, the Weiss watch company, Camera Wise, down in LA. Which I, I realize I've talked about Weiss and said they're out of New York before. I always think they're New York, but I know it's LA. New so York and LA are the same place. They're the same. Uh, Just one sunny and one snowy. You, you know, but those watches come at a premium. Really, there's no one in our segment that's doing that. Uh, the closest well, there can't be. That's right. That's right. The 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 costs of doing that in house are just too high, and, and you know people get people get weird about it, right? Oh well, that's way too much money. You know we've we've had a lot of positive feedback to the Vera Watch episode. Um, you, you know, aside from the aside from the general sort of bitching about these guys, uh, the way they they talk or whatever. Being record, recorded is hard. It's fucking hard, you guys. Uh, so go easy on them. Uh, because these they're not recorders. They're people that make fucking watches and so they're not thinking about you know whatever i felt a little defensive go back and listen to our episode one and then listen to this episode just break into episode one for 10 minutes and and just see the the (laughs) progression that's occurred since then you you know so um uh the feedback has been generally very good but there's we get this sort of uh 
I guess I'm going to call them the Just One More Watch listeners because Jody from Just One More Watch is Just One More Watch? Yeah. Yeah? J- Jody. Uh, yeah. You, you know, this fantastic Scottish-Australian guy, <laughs> uh, you, you know, who makes just some of the best YouTube videos uh, around. Uh, and he's in our market. You know, he's he's talking about the watches we care about. I love his channel. But the fucking comments on Jody's videos are the... I think, I think, and I'm sorry, you guys. If you don't be these, sorry, if you're these people, I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm just saying I think that it's a really dull way to think about watches. The comments are always like, "Oh well, that you know, I, I could get, I could get a, a Casio F91 for twenty bucks. Why am I going to spend four hundred dollars on this?" Uh, and I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Is is there's there's, I think that's a complete disregard for value and uh, the first thing that came to mind was a was a burger reference there's a place i think in oh i don't remember it's called emily's burgers it's like a like a 40 dollar burger or something and it's supposedly terrific but let's say let, we'll, we'll even take it from there just go to the nicest restaurant in your town and they're gonna have a burger on their menu it's gonna be 24 bucks ish and that's okay and you eat that burger and you love the shit out of it and it's amazing and it, it makes you not want to ever poop so that that burger never leaves your body but i <laughs> I can go get a Mc, I can go get a McDouble for a buck thirty nine. It's oh, yeah. a totally different thing. It's a different thing, and, and you know I think that there's uh, there's some objective differences in in burgers versus watches, but I think it's actually a pretty on point characterization. How much more are you going to enjoy uh, an Australian Wagyu mm. uh, beef mm. burger versus a a, a McDouble? You, you know there is a time and place for a McDouble. Oh, there is. There's at two thirty in the morning when you're drunk, or or <laughs> yes, exactly, or or you know at the end of the week when you're when you're escaping from work to cheat on your keto diet or whatever, yeah. right? I don't do that. Uh, we did no meat Monday for a short period of time, like a very short period of time, and I would get Taco Bell on my way home and eat it in the car. Wouldn't it make more sense to do no meat Friday? I know that it doesn't have the same sort of uh, alliterative. No, if I were to try to do no meat on Friday, that's like my celebration day. That's my twenty percent day where I just where I go ham. But if, I, it, if it's in front of me, I'm gonna fucking eat it. I don't care how bad it. I'll eat a whole bag of Doritos just I for fun. Feel like there's some uh, there's some biblical significance to. I don't care about okay. the biblical significance. Okay, what I care it, about is I'm it. not gonna ruin my celebratory day by not eating chicken wings. Do you know that the McFish witch? Ugh. Do you know that that was invented out of? Uh, an interest in in selling food in Catholic communities. That tracks. So in McDon- McDonald's in the olden days. So I mean, couple th- couple things have changed in the world since the olden days. But you, you know, Catholic communities used to be very sort of homogenous. Homogenous. Yeah, that's a good word choice for that. But I think homogenous means the opposite. No. Okay. <laughs> they used to be. You know, Catholic communities used to be really self contained. And I mean, all communities did. That's right. That's right. And, and you go to certain places in the East Coast, and you still see it today. Um, but but here in Oregon, it's like there's no such thing as a as a Jewish community or a mm. Catholic community. We still have them. We still have them. But if you run through Eugene, you're never going to find a neighborhood that's comprised of primarily. We don't even have a Chinatown. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and and in Portland, they've got a Chinatown, but it's not. It's barely even Chinese anymore. There's just a couple of Chinese restaurants. And the Japanese gardens, which oh, is not China. Right. Oh, <laughs> they're actually different countries, believe yeah. it or not. They're not even the same landmass. Uh, yeah, they are. 
Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we we see this we see this thing, and, and it's still prevalent on the on the on the East Coast. Uh, but but in McDonald's, they had these stores in Catholic communities, these these retail outlets that that were not able to sell anything on Friday. Friday would come, and they couldn't sell a fucking thing. And so some genius was like, "Well, let's make a McFish witch," and thus was born one of the most famous sandwiches of all time. I've never had one. They're delicious. I'm hesitant to ever have one. Don't be, don't hesitate. They're really good. They're fantastic. You know, I, I don't worry too much about the parts as parts. You know, uh, is my take. They taste really good. I'm just always, con- yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's weird, weird to be concerned about it. But you I just you, love me you a do big you chicken. girl. You do you girl. We've got to start talking about these watches. We do. We're we, gonna we, die. Well, probably not. Oh. But uh, let's <laughs> we, get. Let, let's just dump right into it. Okay. So first up, we've got. Uh, Samurai, the watch with mysterious and luxury Damascus steel. Oh my gosh. This is so fucking cool. Who's it? Musha? Musha Damascus watch quotes Samurai is automatic watch using Damascus steel in Japan. I I think there may be some... uh, There's some some, uh, translation issues occurring. That's right. And that's okay. That's right. So... So, so I think it, it, it give give some information so people can find this thing. Certainly, if you search "Samurai: The Watch with Mysterious and Luxury Damascus Steel," you'll find it. If you look up "Musha M U S H A Samurai Kickstarter," you'll find it. Um, but this says Masuyaki Otsaka. That was pretty good. You know, I'm half Japanese. No, you're not. I'm not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's how you can find it, Andrew. Go. I thought you were going to talk, so I was drinking some beer. But what we've got here is a killer-sized watch. But we'll get to that in a minute. The most exciting part about this watch, the dial, Damascus steel, with some slight skeletonization that lets you see into the movement. But what when I saw this watch, what got me excited was the Damascus steel dial. I've never seen that. I've seen Mother of Pearl dials. I've seen, I've seen a whole variety of dials. But never Damascus steel, and reason being is because it's hard. Damascus steel is a is a pretty labor intensive process, and to get it so thin, I mean, they got it, it's it's a project, a process, and for most people, evidently not worth it. But for Musha, that was what they wanted to incorporate into their design. Uh, this was ringing in to fund it uh, for for one, and it comes on a strap, a leather strap, mm-hmm. six hundred seven money. Yeah, that's the translation. From what's that like a like twelve thousand yen or so? No, six sixty five thousand dollar Japanese yen. Sixty five thousand yen, not dollar yen, because they're just called yen. <laughs> and they're six hundred and seven American dollars, mm-hmm. which is on on the on the expensive end. But I I think for just the craftsmanship that goes into Damascus steel, I think they're using a Salida movement in this. I could be wrong on that. You've got the, you've got the screen facing. I, I know. I'm I'm sorry, Boo. He's I, just looking at the pictures because they're they're beautiful. Th- yeah. This is this is a, a a watch that, frankly, I'm a little bit surprised to see only at six hundred and seven dollars for for production. Yeah, you know what? This is um, so still trying to find the movement. So this is a caliber uh, ninety fifteen, okay, which yeah. uh, you, you know the famous attracts. Famous Japanese Miyota 9015, which is, I think, maybe the most interesting uh, and entry-level movement. 
they're noisy. People don't like them because they're noisy. The rotor, the rotor makes noise, but they're super thin. A lot of rotors are noisy though. Hella reliable. I, I think that there's a lot of guys in the micro world who who swear by these things because of the ease, because of the the customer service discounts that they were able to build in. Um, you, oh, you, that makes sense. Yeah, that that's right. So even twenty eight twenty fours are going to cost more on the front end, and they're that they come back more often. Seven S two six probably the same way. So these things are sexy, slim, and and very reliable. I don't I don't like the strap choices though. Just sorry to move away from the movement. I I don't like the strap choices right off the bat. But I think these would look killer on like suede, black leather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a NATO. I think these things are made from ostrich. Uh, the color choices are interesting. But Orange and blue. They they make one in black too. I oh. think. Yeah, I don't know. I I want a flat flat leather what's what's the what are the dimensions on this thing i you know i should have i should have just been able to navigate directly to those things but here if i you, am not able to do that if you click on campaign it's right there i'm i'm clicked on campaign bubba here i'll let you take the i'll let you take the helm um you you know while you're looking up dimensions i will say this thing has an interesting dial so i think this is a pretty traditional dressy watch um most appropriately worn on leather. It's got kind of chunky lugs, which is not going to appeal to everybody. I think the most interesting element of this, besides the um, 40 millimeters, besides the um, dial, because the dial is obviously the star of the show. It's got to be. The bezel has a, it looks to me like a simulated hamon, which mm-hmm. if, if you know anything about knife making or sword making, uh, and, and there's no reason for me to know these things, but I do. Oh, it definitely does. Hamon is when they do when they do the um, not tempering, but the the heat treat, right? Mm-hmm. Where they where they it's, yeah, that's tempering. Where they take the steel right. from being from being soft and malleable to hard, so it can cut things. What they do is they put clay on the spine to retain some of the coolness in the spine as you're bringing this thing up to temperature the blade edge is going to get very hot the spine is going to get less hot and everywhere the clay touches you get these swirly lines and there's masters of this in japan in the samurai sword industry but um, what they've done is they've simulated that on the bezel to sort of fall in line with their theme and i think it's really cool i think it's interesting it's definitely not going to be for everyone this is not a um this is not a simple watch it's not going to be something Bauhaus no 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 not at all and and I think you you hit it right on the head this is not going to be an everyone's watch but it's a cool watch yeah it, it's not something I would ever own if somebody sent one to me and said hey wear it for a week I would wear it for a week and I would love it and I would enjoy all of the little touches because this is a very attention to detail uh luxury good watch coming in at not exactly a luxury good price I mean, it's a little on the expensive side, but it's not, you know, we're not looking at a twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar watch. And I think with design cues like this and with the attention to detail, you're looking at, I think, a reasonably priced, very reasonably priced watch. I I wouldn't shock me to see this at fifteen hundred dollars just just based on the design aspects that go into it. And Damascus steel and the hamon on the bezel. I mean, this is this is a cool watch. All right. Super Japanese inspired. It's real su- cool. Super Japanese. And, and you know, you're either gonna you, I think you're either gonna love it or hate it, but but very cool. So we should move on. As always, these things will all be linked in the show notes. Uh, Bellingham Podcast drink. Shout out to AJ Barce and those guys over there. Uh, moving on. Yep. <laughs> what? 
So we've got another uh we've got another samurai in the house. Yeah. It's bo- back black. Yeah, the samurai is black. Break Kickstarter. Uh, all right. So we're we're just going to move on from that. But that's their headline. The sam yeah. break Kickstarter. We're breaking Kickstarter. We're we're interrupting the industry, guys. Uh so another Japanese Japanese watch by Amurai Project. By Amurai Project. That's right. Two brothers with an annoying eye for details and and uh and Peren annoying eye for details. Their Peren use is annoying. <laughs> they say, they say, uh, Amurai Project is all about combining great style with purpose. We want our products to mean something. Since fashion and accessories is not going anywhere, why not look good and do good in the same time? Uh, all right. We can just move on, right? Yeah. Tell me about this watch, Andrew. You tell it. You got the screen in front of you. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I think this watch is, is two things all at once. Uh, more interesting than the previous Samurai watch we just looked at. And and also probably easier to wear on an everyday level. It, it's It's got this very angular case. Mm-hmm. Similar to stuff we've talked about recently from DM Tiffany or, or you know, perhaps in that 70s funky. Yeah, it's uh, coming back. Yeah, that's right. It's got this big sort of flat ground bezel, uh, brushing everywhere, um, integrated or hooded lugs, and it, this is not a soft watch. I don't think there's a soft angle on the whole thing. You you want to know my favorite part? Tell me. Destro. Destro, that's right. This is a lefty watch. Yeah, didn't notice, did you? I, well, I, I hadn't. I had not. Um. So this says on the dial, Amurai Origin 1. And I'm not sure what all the branding is. And we could look at it. Um, kind of big. Yeah, it's a 43. It's a 43 millimeter watch. But, and, and I think with those angles, it's going to feel every bit of 43. Uh, but DLC, DLC bracelet, everything about it. It's just, it's this cool blacked out. This is what I feel like you'd wear under a motorcycle jacket. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I ever wore a motorcycle jacket, I'd wear this under it. And if, if I ever rode a motorcycle, I'd wear a motorcycle jacket and I'd wear this watch. It's just, it's, you know, a snowball effect. So specifically, this says 43 millimeters by 52.3 millimeters. Uh, thickness of 11, which is nice, but 42 by fi- 43 by 52 is... Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a slab. Yeah. I like the... It's a, got an octagonal crown, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, Quartz movement, Ronda 700 quartz movement, um, 703, I guess. 50 meters of water resistance. Only 50, which is surprising. For I a want watch more like water that. resistance yeah. out of this watch because this looks like a tool watch to me. It definitely does. But this is a watch that I that I hope gets funded mostly because I just like to, I'd like to test one. Yeah. Yeah, these things are neat. These things are neat. Sapphire crystal, um, hands that are, are made to look like... Now, now this is interesting because... We hear often about samurai hands, which people, I think, often think of the the Seiko samurai. But I've always thought that's really dumb because the Seiko samurai hands look nothing like uh, a, a samurai sword. <laughs> Correct. So these hands are actually um, katana and wakizashi shaped hands which are mm-hmm. traditional shapes for samurai swords uh yes please yeah. and thank you and can we please stop calling the hands on a seiko samurai samurai sword shaped because they're not no these definitely are 
Subtle, but they are. The whole thing is very dark. Yeah, it's all blacked out. It looks to dark me... Dark gray markers. And I think that the markers might be stonewashed. Um, which, they look that way. How do you get there? They look kind of like granite, right? Everything is very matte. There's maybe just a touch of bling on this at the edges of the markers. Um, and and that's fine, right? It's The whole thing looks like an underexposed photo. You know what's interesting is look at the loom placement on the markers around on one through six. It's on the uh, the inside of the dial. You know that and might be seven through eleven. Looks like it's on the outside. I think that's just the way the lights hit in the is picture. It? Yep. Okay. I, I think that they're. I think that they are reflective on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it might be reflective or it might be um, uh, loomed. I'm not sure. So butterfly clasp on this thing. The whole thing's very chunky. I think this is a cool watch, you guys. And I think if you like that 70s style and you don't mind a bigger watch, this is something to look at. Um, don't love the strap choice. It looks like sort of a fake sailcloth thing. Um, but yeah. what, whatever. You get that on a bracelet. That's right. You get this thing on a bracelet and you wear the shit out of it. So Next up, let's do it. Boom. The Axios Ironclad. Ooh, this is one that I'm pretty excited about. Well, uh, I, t- I look at this watch and I think... I mean, it was fun in under three minutes. I think this is a little generic, but people are already talking about this thing. Um, and I think that the reason they're talking about this thing is that it's kind of a submariner homage that's got 500 meters of water resistance. It's That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, objectively, it's got stats that kind of kick ass. And it, what what's the the price for one? I want to say it's 600 bucks. 600 bucks, 594. Yeah, yeah that, and that seems about right for... For the, just the specs that you're getting on it, that that's the that is the um, oh well <laughs> that's changing. So there's one left of those at five ninety four. So there, you won't get that. That will be gone when you hear this. Um, Six twenty two is their is their next level, and that's almost gone. That's almost gone too. So forty two on that left, but six fifty one for that third. So you're going to be between five hundred. You know. Between six hundred and six fifty, depending on when you get this thing, if you already have it or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a neat watch. I, it doesn't excite me. You're not excited by a forty millimeter watch, forty millimeter diver. No, I, I, I mean that that's obviously very interesting. Forty millimeter, uh, forty millimeter divers are where it's at. Um, but outside of that, it is. A, it's a little generic, yeah. For I mean, and for a six hundred dollar watch. You want a little bit more than generic. I get that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. So if this calls out to you, then I think you just get it and you're going to fucking love it. That would be my guess. But there's nothing happening here that makes me think, ooh, I, I'd have never seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's safe for these guys. You know, That's safe for these guys to come out with something that's going to help them get funding, probably going to help them work on the watches they want to make. I'm guessing they want to make something that's more interesting than this. But... No, you're right. For for me, I've got this watch. Yeah. I've got this watch already. I don't have anything with 500 meters, so. I don't even need water resistance. I'm never going to be underwater. Yeah. Not on purpose. It's one of these things that, it's one of these things that we do, you know, we want these objective measures. Um, now, the one that they're pimping is this blue one, and, and I don't think that, uh, I don't think that's the only color. Uh, oh, yeah. No, they've got several. So, they've got black with gilt. I, I like the black and gilt. That. I dig that. They've got sort of a Batman um, BLNR theme here. Uh, These are all dive bezels. Um, Deep blue 
what do they call the Batman? Ocean Gulf. The Ocean Gulf, a.k.a. the Batman, bears a blue-black ceramic bezel. Um, so, yeah, these things are are really well-specced. They've got wonderful hands. I really like the hands on these things, these kind of sword hands. Um, Northern Sky is neat. That's an all-green, uh, I guess, Hulk style, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. I think they're really great watches. I, I think that there are probably 10 watches all at the same price that will do the same thing but this might be the one that calls out to you or 20 watches at the same price or lower that you can definitely get that won't require other people to also buy it to get it into production and and, you know this thing's been funded so i I think this is pretty safe then you're gonna get this watch yeah funded in under three minutes um they've got one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars. they're making this watch and they're probably gonna make some more yeah, that would be my guess. I would be excited to see what and, they can And I don't know the next. company Axios. I don't think that this is a brand new company. I think this is something, I, I we should know this, and I'm sorry we don't, but I, I don't think that this is a completely new company. Probably not. So this is a modern reinvention of an iconic classic. We all know what that means. Yeah. Oh, okay. Next up. Next up. These things are super interesting, man. I and, really like these. These are my absolute favorite on our list today. You, you know... Uh, these things have gotten a lot of press recently because I think that the prototypes have been making the YouTube rounds. Uh, but this is the Comet Chronograph watch from the company called Comet. You've seen these on your Instagram. They're these wildly colored 60s style, or I think maybe 40s style is what they're saying, chronograph watches. Um, they are for sure not going to be for everyone. No, but... I I don't know with with the diversity that comes in this brand, I think there's going to be a watch in that lineup that you're going to dig. Yeah, yeah, I think that's because there's right. what twelve watches there. Uh, 10? seven. I think it's seven different uh seven different dial variations stuff. Whatever, but not just dial variations. We, we've got a whole. I'm div- offering seven different color options. Seven, seven different color options for. No, he didn't say that. I said that. So yeah, he used the number seven. He he did. Yes, he said seven. Uh, forty-one hyph case width. Mm-hmm. Twenty. I I I wish they would have gone with twenty millimeter lug width, but twenty-two is sufficient. We it all is, have plenty it, of twenty-two straps. It is what it is. Yep. Yeah. But two hundred bucks on these guys for the early bird deal. Oh, but that's no no longer available. Uh, right. I think there's a two eighty-five and a three. Something. Yeah, 229, 29 backers left, 385 for two. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you can get these. You can get these. And they're cool. They're they're super retro, very vintage inspired chronographs with great colorways. And I, and not everyone loves the colorways on these. We I've seen a lot of people kind of criticizing the colors on these, but um, and and because of the way they did the dial printing, and I can't remember where I heard these getting talked about, but they're all sort of custom printed dials. Oh, each of them? Y- yeah, yeah. It, you know, they're they're printing these dials. I think they're pad printing them, but they have multiple layers of pad printed dials, and that's neat. That's super cool. And that's neat. It's not something that you look at and think, "Gosh, that must have been really hard to make that dial," unless you know anything about dial printing which is not very many of us no and my only recently learned these were hard to print yeah yeah um i dig the flat pushers i I dig everything about these i like all the colorways my favorite is this uh is this 
the sort of teal. Yeah, there we go. Oh, the... a teal outside, a yellow inner ring, and a red center dot. Yeah, these Super are cool. statement watches. Most yeah. of them, not all of them, um, but the, I think the coolest ones are statement watches. Yeah, so absolutely. Kind of big, uh, but but there's yeah, but plenty that of people big, that live. There's kind of plenty yeah. of people that live in that world. For a dress watch, for me, I think it's not a dress watch. No, but, but for a sort of simple kind of blingy dressy-ish watch it's too big for me i know i wouldn't i know i wouldn't be attracted to the size on these things maybe i think they're dope super dope super dope 6s11 quartz movement um it says k1 crystal which i don't know i think that that is refers to the shape Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if this is mineral or i assume it's mineral because they didn't say sapphire (laughs) yeah Case inspired from a Jaeger Lacotra. Um, the dial inspired from a Pierce chronograph. That's a company I don't know from the 40s. Cool watches, man. All right, let's keep burning. Burn. This one's exciting. Yep. This one's exciting. What we got for uh, for the price on these? Uh, I think New Zealand 539. So I think that they're going to come in at not a lot of money. 346 US dollars. That's a killer price. Yeah. And I really, really like these. These are perfect. A little bit of flavor dress watches. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Uh, California dials on these with sort of a crosshair pattern and and a track, a, a minute track on the outside. Forgive us. Beaufort watches. We should we should get that out of the way rather did, than just going. Did we not do that? <laughs> we didn't. Okay. Vintage pastel watches with Swiss automatic movements. These are 1930s style military watches from Beaufort Design, um, and Beaufort? I love them. Beaufort, Beaufort. I'm thinking Beaufort. I think so. Uh, these are sort of a California dial with a crosshair and a minute tracker on the outside. They have this really sort of classic military feel to mm-hmm. them, uh, w- without feeling. Without feeling, you know, overly field inspired. I like the uh, California dial execution on this. I, this is one of the first California dials that I've seen that I'm like, yep, yep, do me. Get <laughs> get right inside me. Get on my wrist. You know, I think that the applied markers, you know, they've got these black applied markers on a couple of the dials. They've got a gilt. so much depth to that dial. Yes. You just, you get swept into it. That gilt one is, mm, mm. And there's nothing here, so these all have these all have kind of a subdued appearance. Nothing really bold, uh, but they wind up being high contrast, mm-hmm. super legible, um, at least at least in the images. And and I think that these things are just kind of sleepers. It feels to me a little bit like some of the um, some of the more attractive Shinola designs. Yeah. Without being without being overly big or sort of uh, overly uh, boisterous about that, and these are coming in at what thirty? I think thirty eight on these millimeters. Yeah, and, and these have already made the round. So chances are you've probably seen uh, a YouTube video or heard someone talking about these already. Um, but th- they're not they're not something that is going to shock anyone no one's going to comment about your watch uh, unless they look at it and they think gosh that's pretty uh sw salita movements the caliber two sw 200 
you know, what's 38 power, 38 hour power reserve, but the 28, 800 beat, beat rate, which is going to give you that smooth sweep. Mm-hmm. 40 millimeter case. I thought they were a little bit smaller. 40 millimeters, 48 lug to lug, which is nice. Uh, just under 12 millimeters thickness. And again, 22 millimeter lugs, which y- you either love it or you hate it. I, I frankly hate it, but especially <laughs> on a dress watch. I, I, w- I wish they'd go, gone 20 or 18. The proportions are classic. Um, you, you know, I think that that 36 to 18 or 36 to 20 proportion, specifically that 36 to 20 is, is alarming. I don't think people always fall in love with that, Yeah, uh, you know, because it's such a small, it's such a small dial to lug ratio. So this is kind of that 36 to 18 ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once you actually get that 22 millimeter strap on your wrist, it just is it's less comfortable than the similar watch in a smaller dimension. Yeah. I love the design on these. I, I'd love to get my hands on one. So this is one I hadn't heard of before today. You're Merlin Sea Legend Swiss Mechanical Movement Dive Watch. And this is also funded, right? Ye- no. Oh. 14,000 away. Getting there, though. Yeah, so 36000 of a fifty th- of a $50,000 goal. 96 backers, 20 days to go. I think this one will get there, uh, unless they are not able to push. These are cool. You can pledge $2 or more. What's the pledge on these? Yeah. 485 So $500 for a... These These kind of remind me of the uh, Contrail or the Neptune, a very 60s, 70s skin diver. Uh and I think they're 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 trying to capitalize on the popularity of the skin diver in the last year, two years of of the watch world. And I, I think they're they're nailing it. I look at this and I think Zodiac, and I think that's yep. in part because of the markers and the the glass bezel. I don't know if that's glass or or sapphire. Um box sapphire crystal. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's got a it's got a sort of uh see through uh you know, see-through depth, glassy bezel. The uh, the black one, the DLC, the Sea Wizard, or the Dark Wizard. Dark Wizard, Sea Legend, I Dark Wizard. Dig that. Dig it. I want one. You know, again, these are sort of, these are sort of relying on Japanese marketing at least with their design um but i think that their their blue the all blue version has a hokusai that hokusai wave uh tsunami Mm -hmm. impression on the dial so they're doing they're doing a thing um i really like them man i really like them i think these are a heck of a lot more interesting than that axios ironclad for for about the same amount of money interesting to see the uh numerals inside the nine and 12 markers they've got triangles like you'd expect and a uh, numeral in there too yeah it looks like it's printed onto the loomed surface which that's going to be one of those things that people bitch about i I like it it's different and cool means you can put it on in the dark and know which way is up you know i think what i like most about the merlin is their fonts their Mm -hmm. font choices are all really well executed it's not derivative none of the fonts are particularly derivative they're boring, but they're boring in an aesthetically pleasing way. In a way that I want, I want my dial fonts to be boring like this. 
Uh, yeah, simple. Syringe hands. Dig uh, that. Everything's very subdued on the inside of the dial, which is nice because the watch is, is not subdued. You know, that glass bezel, it's got some chamfering with some polish on it. Uh, these are good. All right. Where are we at? We are oh. at 58 minutes, so we should roll. Anything else you want to talk about? No, you know, I I do want to talk about a couple other watches that just didn't make that just didn't make the cut today. Um, but just real briefly. So so another one you guys might really like. This is a 38 millimeter uh Swiss chronograph from a company called Maine. I believe it's Maine or Man or Mun. We've talked about this before, how we can't pronounce this yeah. stupid name. Um uh, Bruschetta, man. What do you want? Twisted lugs has a very sort of Gen 1 Atavia look to it, or I'm going to get that wrong and people are going to kill me about it. Uh, that's what that's the thought that immediately pops into my head, uh, but definitely a tag look to it. But 38 millimeters, very cool. Um, this V concept, we both talked about this. It's too big. I think it's kind of boring, and I think that there's lots of other watches you can get, but they're doing a thing. They've got uh, They've got some interesting colors. Again, V concept, chronograph watch with sapphire, crystal, bezel. That's the most interesting thing about that watch. And then a watch that you and I both really like mm-hmm. um, that we're going to talk about more in the future. But for today, we're just going to shout out uh, Goodspeed Watches. Goodspeed Watches is a watch company that has just sort of failed to launch in the past, but has been around and has been inspired and is doing things, has just gotten in prototypes on a... I think it's a Gen 2 Atavia mm-hmm. style chronograph. I really like it. And we'll talk about more of these. We'll talk about this more in the future, but I'm just going to splash it. Check out Goodspeed Watches. Um, th- these guys are cool. And this guy in particular is a California dude. He's making a neat watch. Uh, the best thing about these is they come in both a quartz and, yeah. and a mechanical alliteration. And there's a price difference between the two, but but you really get to choose. What is it? What is it you want? Do you want quartz? Do you want mechanical? And I think for chronographs, a lot of people say I'm good with quartz. Yeah. And and if you are, this is a great option for you. So uh, I guess that's that's our cue to move on to other things. Yes, it is. Other things. Do you have any other things have, you want to talk about? I have one of the most important other things that could ever ever exist. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm shaking, ladies and gentlemen. Fall is here in full swing. Football is back football i i spent so much of my year just waiting for football season to come back and it's here and it's back fantasy football is live it is happening college football is happening right now as we record not as you're listening likely and shame on you if you're listening to us instead of watching college shame, football shame. i'm so excited to be transitioning to fall i love summer I, I love you know going outside i love being active and doing things but i absolutely love fall so welcome to fall everyone welcome welcome kids are back in school finally jeez jeez what you got football 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 it was a little heartbreaking opening to the football season uh it wasn't great for for us but i i oregon leads auburn for for i was excited to see (laughs) a lot of the performance there's a lot of hope left and we're the only team in the top 25 with a loss Everyone else is one and zero. We are zero and one. We're still in the top twenty-five because we lost to Auburn. But then, you know, there's some some critical errors to be made, and yeah. it's the first game of the season. We've got Western Nevada School of Cosmetology today. We're going to be just fine. Killing them, killing um, them. I hope we put eighty on them. You know what? What also I I uh, was really pleased to see is Aaron Rodgers, uh, like eighteen thirties sheriff's mustache that he's rocking. 
<laughs> yeah. It's gnarly. He looks so different. He does. He's like he's like getting younger as he gets older. These guys do that. Tom Brady, come on. And I don't want to talk about it. It makes me feel bad about myself. I saw I saw a picture of him walking down a, a tunnel the other day and I was like, who's that fucking kid? Oh, that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, with a with a giant with a posse mustache. mustache. <laughs> uh uh so stall stalling we're stalling uh i'm stalling football go ducks hold on it's happening uh i wasn't prepared i'm sorry i was prepared okay i've got another thing do you i read a book last week uh-oh and it was so freaking good so books are really hard right we've talked about books a number of times there are so many goddamn books that it's a good thing. That's a good problem to have. It, it's a good problem to have. But I always feel like I'm missing out. Like, it's impossible. It's like podcasts or uh, Kickstarter watches or anything else. Like, I, I cannot possibly consume all the books I want to consume. So what I try to do is I try to, you know, stay alive with the uh, with the award circuit, right? The book mm-hmm. award circuit. Because I feel like generally the nominations and certainly the winners are always the best. Right. By, by nature of the awards, right, right? It's like some people, they watch, you know, seven movies each year and they're the Oscar nominees. The Best Picture nominees. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I kind of do that with books too because I just can't, you know, especially with kids. I used to be able to read a book every two or three days and I it takes me two weeks, sometimes three weeks to get through a book nowadays. Um, but I read a book last week called The Calculating Stars. Oh, yeah. The Calculating Stars. And this is by an author that I had never heard of, but it's Mary Robinette. Koval. And um, I, I think we put this in the Instagram story, what's going to be like two weeks now. But it's about an alternate universe where there's a meteor strike and the world goes to shit in the, I think, the early 50s. Right as the space ra- race is picking up steam. Space race. <laughs> uh, right as the space race is picking up steam. <coughs> and and so what? everybody's forced into this alternate universe where they have to work together because there's this pending uh, environmental disaster uh what the author does is a really good job a really really i think a really good job of making this feminist book which some of you guys aren't gonna like that and i don't care uh but making this feminist book that looks at that looks at the idea of of institutional and workplace sexism and racism in a, a critical but but sort of understanding light and incorporates it into something that everybody wants to read about or hear about, which is science fiction space race stuff. So it, it sort of mirrors our space race with a, a few different uh, global dynamics and, and everybody forced to sort of work together and realize that, hey, we got to get off the Earth now, which means we can't just have men astronauts because we got to get we got to get enough uh, uh, enough of the DNA uh, chain off off earth so mm-hmm. that we can make babies somewhere else so so now there's these talented women who have flown that that nasa could disregard in the 50s and 60s and now has to be sort of mindful of um you, you know it, it's fantastic i really loved the book it read so quick and i loved it and i think you should read it it was entertaining and fun and exciting uh and and even I'm, I'm probably talking about it as if it's a bit heavy. It's not. It's not heavy at all. It's super light. There's some heavy stuff in there, but it's super light. It's just fun and engaging and great. It's on the list. Boom. You got anything else? I got nothing else. Me either. Well, 
I guess that that's when we have to wrap. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll do it. So thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Uh, check us out on Instagram, guys, at 40 and 20. You guys are already there. Also, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Again, we say this every week. That's where we get the support for the show. We've we've put some of those funds to use recently. It's been really exciting uh, to be able to 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 take your guys's donations your your uh support of the show and put it towards the things that we're actually doing week to week so we really appreciate it we love having you even if you just want to listen and you don't want to support us that way totally fine but if you feel like i love i love this show i love listening to it i'm willing to give these guys a buck a month we're so appreciative don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye